That day, we watched unspeakable acts of evil unfold, but we also witnessed incredible acts of courage, outpourings of human kindness, fierce solidarity, and that is what will be remembered, along with thousands of innocent souls who perished that day. Today is a day that we will always remember, and we hope you never forget. So, welcome to the Press Next Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Press Next podcast. This is kind of actually a special episode. We are recording on um, September 11th, and so we're going to drop this week's episode a little bit early because we wanted to commemorate the 20th anniversary of something that changed our country for forever. Um, And we kind of just want to talk about that and just have conversation about that. Definitely. And and yes, we are still centered around like film. So we will be discussing like some films and documentaries and things that you can mm-hmm. watch. Uh, but we this is the month of September. So we definitely did not want to miss the opportunity specifically on the 20th anniversary to mm-hmm. talk um, about this subject. So we know that for some of our older listeners, this may be a very tough subject to talk about. It is for me. Um, and then we know for some of our young ones, I don't know, maybe this is very much so an historical event to you, uh, but we, we hope that you listen. We hope that you can, um, find a piece of understanding, um, from this, you know, it's almost like Mm -hmm. sometimes when we talk to our older, um, you know, our older people about wars and stuff that we were never around about and we just kind of are detached from it. Uh, but I would hope that that's a good way to put it detached from it. Um, I would hope that in in our discussion and in, in the news and other discussions that you hear uh, on today, you will feel some sort of attachment, um, not only to this event, but to the humans that um, that lived through it. So mm-hmm. thank you all for being here today yes, uh, and absolutely. listening today and this week. So shout out to you all. And again, we still have to give you the same things. If you ever want to be on the show, go ahead and hit us up in our IG uh, link and let us know. There is a link there for you to fill out. And we will hit you up to say, hey, you can be um, a co-host of the show and be a guest on and we can have fun. So this month we are talking about fall themed stuff. Now, drum roll, please. Everybody has been requesting us to talk about clickbait. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what it is, but we will talk about that. So we will. if you are interested in talking about clickbait, let me know. Um, cause I think that it's a limited series, so I may go episode by episode or maybe two episodes at a time. So, mm-hmm. um, that will be you know, another little special series. So we'll add that in to what we are already doing. So we have fall movies right. and stuff to talk about, but since everybody is requesting clickbait and telling us about clickbait, we will talk about that as well. But back to the trending, uh, and, and pressing topic of today. Um, we really do want to commemorate and talk about 9-11 and, we don't envision this being a very long episode because I really just have like a couple of questions for you. And I do want to talk mm-hmm. about like some stats. So for, for those who do not know um, the reason why this is such a, um, such a sobering moment for all of, uh, a lot of us is that this is not, it's, if it's not the biggest, it's one of the biggest, but I think it's the largest um, terrorist attack that happened to our country. Mm-hmm. And where like 3,000 people were killed or 2,977 on that day, right? So mm-hmm. if we're talking about uh, people dying on that day and then like 6,000 others were injured, we oftentimes forget that there are residual effects of what happened mm-hmm. that day. And there are plenty of people who took their lives afterwards, um, who were sick afterwards with uh, other like lung disease and everything else from the towers falling, who they and died the as well. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. So and here's why it's so sobering. There are still people dying from the effects of that day. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it just last year when the New York Fire Department went to trial to mm-hmm. get, uh, I, I forget the Because their money was it. about to run out. Right. I forget uh, the details of it, but essentially like the, the New York Fire Department went to trial to fight for, uh, a fund essentially that was for um, about res- residual effects of nine yes. eleven. Yeah, uh, so that they can they can continue to get healthcare. Uh, because without going any further, shout out to all the first responders. Um, yes, who absolutely. showed up on scene. Shout out to everybody who even maybe wasn't even a certified first responder, but went in to do something to help. If you help somebody mm-hmm. into a restaurant, you are a hero. If you help point the first responders in a way, um, you are a hero. But we don't want to forget those who legitimately ran into a building uh, that they just saw a plane fly into mm-hmm. to to climb flights and flights. I mean, the Twin Towers were 110 stories. Yeah. Both of them. And I'm sure the elevators were not working. So to climb flights, to go get people, to bring them down, uh, panicked people and hurt people and injured people. And a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of those uh, those first responders lost their lives. So... It'll, it will forever be a shout out um, to them and their families for, for being so heroic. Um, I, can, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. So we just watched a documentary, did we not? We did. So what is it called? We just, there are several movies and several documentaries about Mm -hmm. 9-11 and they all have different things. There are um, some that look at the lives of the people who were lost. There are some that look at just the logistics of that day um, and commemorating that day. Of course, there are uh, conspiracy uh, theories as there are with any big event. Um, and then this one that we actually watched is called the woman who wasn't there. And, um, I think I saw it, I think on Instagram or somebody shared it. Maybe it was Katie Couric. I can't remember. Um, but I just remember seeing it and I was like, okay, we have to watch this because I think, and this is, um, I, I suggest everyone go watch it before I talk about it, but If you want the spoiler alert, then keep listening. Um, It is about a lady who says that she was in the second tower on the 74th or 78th floor. um, And she describes in great detail what happened that day, what happened to her, um, how she survived, how she was in the hospital from September to Thanksgiving, how her she was like in an intensive burn recovery. Um, her arm was almost severed off. Like all of these great detail things about that day. And um, then it goes on to talk about how she lost her husband or fiance. Um, unclear of which one, but in that day he was also there. And then um, what she's done since 9-11. So how she's been a part of uh, support groups for survivors and she's been putting on these um, like 5Ks for right. 9-11 remembrance and she's she was president of the World Trade Center survivor uh, group and so president. So she has been highly, highly involved with other survivors of people that were 
uh, there that day were in the towers and survived. And also a lot of trauma with that, right? So there's a lot of survivor's guilt with being one of the people to survive that very devastating day. So it essentially goes into this. And then you find out that people start questioning her story in about 2006, mm-hmm. I would say. So several years after the the fact, people that were survivors started questioning her story because she was just being very hysterical about it. And they were like, you know, we're trying to not move on, but we're trying to get our lives together. And you are still struggling so hard what's going on and trying to talk to her about it and all this stuff and essentially you find out that she was never even there she was never even there um and she wasn't married to this guy named david who his name is on the survivor's wall or sorry on the uh wall the remembrance wall um she told this whole story about him and obviously that checked out because he actually was in the building and um, he wasn't there to tell his own story. So who are they to question somebody who has gone through something so traumatic? So in the years following, they start then questioning it, even though they felt bad about questioning it, they were just like, some things aren't adding up. And so come to find out she was never married. She wasn't who she she said she was. She wasn't there that day. Um, And yeah, I don't know why she did it. I don't think we'll ever know why she did it. I don't, it's, it was very sad watching it because not only do I feel like I had a lot of emotions. I felt angry and I can imagine, or I can't even imagine, but I can begin to imagine how the actual survivors felt about her when they found out. Um, Just, and there was somebody on the, on the documentary who was actually a widow of someone who died in the towers. And she was like, why would you want to be one of us? Like, this is the worst thing we've ever been through. Why would you want to be us? Mm. And I think that that, that sat deeply with me. Attention and um, connection. And, and honestly, it's, it's what I actually got out of that documentary. And what I hope that you all remember today and forever is that, there are a group of people that were very much so affected by this, meaning that somebody was attached to it. And so, mm-hmm. or they were in their survivors and they might be feeling some sort of guilt as well as like, why me and, uh, and not somebody else? Uh, why mm-hmm. me and not my cube uh, mate or um, the person who brought up the mail every single day that we know um, or the security guard we passed every day. So mm-hmm. I think it's important. That's the, that's really what I pulled away from that documentary is just remembering that like, there are people out there who lived this event up close and personal right. um, and that they in survivor's guilt is really real. And I think that to transition, I think that in more ways than one, we can be bonded through trauma. So what I mean is while I might not have been at the towers on that day, mm-hmm. I remember very vividly that day and I shared that experience with, a lot of classmates mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people. So every time we talk about 9-11, um, it's really weird to know that everybody else kind of shared a very similar story with me. But right. 
I'm going to ask you first, do you remember anything about 9-11? How old were you? Where were you at? You know, what happened? Yeah. Um, so on September 11th of 2001, I was uh, five. Mm. And well, I was six. I had just turned six, actually. So I was six. I was in first grade. Um, and that's really all I remember. I don't. I think the things that I remember about 9-11 were the residual. So the news right. reports and um, all of like the songs that came out about it. I, one thing that I remember specifically is when Alan Jackson came out with the song, uh, Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? Yeah. And I specifically remember being at home. My mom was folding laundry and that song that or that music video came on and we just sat there and watched it. And I remember seeing my mom cry, but I don't actually remember the day of 9-11. I wish that I did. And I and I mean that because like we and it's so crazy to think that we are the last generation that was alive for this, right? So the generations I mean, after yeah, there, us. there's students who are in, I work at, we both work at colleges and our students, mm-hmm. our freshman class, they weren't even born. Right. And that is so crazy to me. Like, it's just something talked about, like you said, with the war stories that we hear and we're not exactly connected to them because we can't fathom something so crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I wish that I remember more about what life was like before 9-11. And I want to get your side of it, but I also want to talk about what you remember from before that, because I saw a tweet the other day that said uh, something about people being able to walk you straight to your gate at an airport before 9-11. There was no like TSA or you could just walk straight in. And yeah. I didn't I didn't fly before 9/11 so I don't remember any of that. I didn't even fly until 2013. But um I want to get your your perspective. Where were you? How old were you? What were you doing? What do you remember? Cuz you were a little bit older. If y'all don't know, Corey and I are 5 years apart. So you were a little I bit older. <laughs> you have a little bit uh, you had a little bit more of an understanding of what was happening. So, yes, I did. Um, so I, I was, and I'll try to tell the story as vividly as possible. Um, I'm one of eleven, so I have a big family, and then my mom is also um, an educator, so she worked at the high school. I think it's important for you to notice, so you understand what I'm about to tell you. So I have family members in elementary school, including myself. Family members in junior high, and then family members in high school. So Mm -hmm. I went to school very early, you know, elementary school, we pull up, we're literally like in first period, like it's like eight o'clock in the morning. So, um, we're basically in homeroom or what we would have as homeroom. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a teacher who everybody like loved her. She was literally like the school's like favorite teacher. Does that make sense? Like she, Mm -hmm. she had all these pets in the room. She had like snakes and spiders and chinchillas. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was like really cool. And so you would, um... You know, if you're a good student, you got to be the teacher's pet and you can like take the pets out uh, during recess and stuff like that. And so like everybody loved her. She her, it was I, I almost I think her name is Miss Miller, but everybody loved her, including the, the faculty there as well. And when the news first broke that like something happened at the Twin Towers, like a plane ran into the, the North Tower um, 
you, you know, we had those, um, the TV trays where you were like rolling a TV, mm-hmm. where the TV's like strapped down, you had a yeah. little VHS player on the, on the bottom, like, so, so they rolled that in. And everybody from my grade filed into Miss Miller's room, besides the one that really? was next to me. But all the other classrooms filed into her room because, like, um, when I tell you, everybody loved Miss Miller. Everybody loved her, mm-hmm. um, and she also had the TV set up. So they turned the TV on. So mind you, we're elementary school students. We're you know we're supposed to be doing like math and puzzles and mm-hmm. stuff at this time, and now we're watching TV. Right. So I don't know what's going on. I just see smoke from a building. I'm like, what the heck? So y'all mm, actually like the, had the news on, like they had the brought news. an they antenna the, in, and yeah, I mean, but her TV's already set up, so it was like that's why pretty everybody came to like her TV's already set up. Everybody knows her. Uh, and so we're watching that and then like you can kind of see the emotion of the teachers like they're getting real they're saddened right but they're not like crying yet like they're just saddened like Uh, like oh this is such a tragic event right but why are we watching this like on any other day would we have watched this like a plane crashed anywhere else you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like we probably wouldn't watch it but that's how weird it is to me at least something told everybody turn the tv on we turn the tv on so we're all watching this i'm like I don't know what's going on. So we're just kids. So of course some of the kids are like playing and talking and running around and everything else. And then I like vividly remember watching the second plane fly into the building. Really? And all of us look like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, wow, another, another plane accident. Like literally that's how, as a kid, you know, like, Oh, what a coinky dink. Like there's two planes that flew into this building. And that's also, though, when it shifted, because then I start seeing the emotion of the teachers, the adults yeah. who were in there. They started, like, hysterically, like, bawling and, oh, my Goding, and I cannot believe this. Because I think they know that this is very blatantly some sort of attack. Right? Right, right. We I think don't. I saw, yeah, I saw something on the news this morning that was talking about the first plane, everybody was kind of... Everybody thought it was an accident. Yeah, we were and, like, what the yeah, heck Yeah, but happened? the second plane is when everybody knew that it was deliberate oh, and that we were on. under attack. Yes, something's going on. So there's, uh, I can imagine the range of emotion for the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, what is happening? We're being attacked, which also means when you go large scale, oh, if we're being attacked, we are going to be attacked at some point. It's happening to New York. We're close right. enough to Dallas or another big city. It's, it's coming to us soon, too. We're about to be at war. I'm going to have to go home and hide in a bunker or something like that like i'm this is the emotions that they're displaying or at least i think they're displaying because i'm a kid Mm -hmm. i have no idea they're just hysterical i mean teachers are running around like it is wild and Um, it was on american soil and i think that that's what was so scary is that yeah when we think about war we don't think about it here yeah exactly we always think about it somewhere else uh and so you know that's why i have some empathy towards like civilians and other in war uh, war torn places like they're that's their home that's their america you know and then right. imagine being sleeping night hearing shells anyway we're not i don't want to even get into that but so as the the news is rolling they're also showing uh a plane or something happening at the pentagon and the first actual um report at the pentagon was that there was just an explosion like a bomb mm-hmm. or something went off so we're mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, they blew up the Pentagon. But then also they just said a plane flew into a Pentagon. And then there was another one headed for the White House. I do remember that very vividly. Like, there's a plane headed for the White House. I believe that's the, the plane that fell in Pennsylvania. Um, and I say, I say fell lightly. I'm going to believe that those people on that plane fought their ass off mm-hmm. and, and sacrificed their own life for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember that. And then I just remember us all being, the entire elementary school being, uh, huddled into like the cafeteria in the stage area 
and everybody's parents coming to just pick up their kids, pick up their kids, pick up their kids, pick up their kids. Everybody's leaving the elementary school except the the Middletons. Like <laughs> me, Kevin, and Kiki were like just stuck there. I think Chuck was there too. And um, because my mom, obviously she worked again at the high school. So she had to clear the high school first, had to go pick up the junior high people before she got to us. We were the last people to get picked up. So right. we were the last people at school. It was me, Chuck, uh, Kiki, and then my, uh, they're like, we call them my cousins, but they're not actually my cousins, um, but Titus and Timmy. Mm-hmm. And my mom being the the saint and wonderful person that she is, and I think it's very important for y'all to notice, my family is from New York. It's from the yeah. city. So I can only imagine what my parents are trying to do with keeping us calm, but also trying to figure out what the hell is going on in New York. Right. And I, I was hoping that you would talk about this because like, when he says his family is from New York, like your dad grew up in, in Queens. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Uh, and and plenty you probably of them live in had, Manhattan. And, right. Yeah. And it goes with, I mean, we should also say that your dad also comes from a big family. So he had what? 13 siblings. Yeah. 13 and, and, and up. So he, he and they were all that, in um, the city and they're all in, yeah, they're on the city. So, and all spread out. So, you know, I'm sure my dad is like panicking, but my mom doesn't want us to panic. My mom, she's right. a saint. So she, literally finds the one open like pizzeria right <laughs> that's like kind of like a cc's where we can go and eat uh pizza and stuff and so we ate that and in her mind and then even in our minds she's taking our mind off of what the hell is going on i think she recognizes this is something that's very traumatic y'all mm-hmm. don't need to be focused on this we're not about to go sit in right. the living room and y'all watch this watch it like yeah. let's go where y'all can just have fun eat some pizza and laugh and giggle with each other and then we'll get home and like i also remember timmy throwing up that day he ate too much pizza right like <laughs> Uh, there's everything that day I, I don't forget. I mean, my dad got home early, right? right? But I remember right. that. Which was weird, right? Right. I was like, why is dad home early? My dad worked in Dallas. He literally worked across the street from where we live right now. Uh, and at the time, all big cities were like a big threat because nobody knew what was going on. So mm-hmm. there was like, all the news channels were like, there's a World Trade Center in Dallas. There's, there's this here. Uh, and so we don't know. So everybody's trying to like hunker down and do stuff. So my dad got home early. But years later, my dad told me, like, getting home was incredibly hard. The traffic was yeah. ridiculous because everybody's imagine. trying to get home, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to leave. So you're kind of just like a sitting duck in traffic. So the, imagine the, the thought and the emotion of, I don't know what's going on in New York. There's possibly an attack that's going to happen in Dallas, and I'm sitting stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. So this is not just unique to me. This is why I want to tell the story. This is not just unique to me because I think that every time I talk to this story about somebody who was my age, they had the same exact story. Mm-hmm. I was in school. I saw it on TV. People took us out of school because we didn't know what the hell to do. Everybody go home. It was like, it was weird. It was literally everybody go home and everybody yeah. got their ass up and they went home. Mm-hmm. Hugged their loved ones, hunkered down, ate whatever food you had for the next couple of days because it didn't just like end after that day. Like there right. was the the fallout, things changed. So I'm glad you asked the question earlier because I was about to ask you, how do you think life has changed? Well, you want to go first? How do you think life has changed since 9-11? Um, yeah. Well, I also just want to note that I think that was incredibly smart of your mom and probably genius took a lot for her to be calm and keep y'all calm. And she probably was thinking like, this is the last little bit of normalcy we'll have for a while. So out of everybody who I saw afraid that day, I didn't see that in my parents. Wildest thing ever. I seen so many adults that day just freaking out and rightfully so. But somehow my parents stood 10 toes down and didn't show like a lick of emotion 
they only show control. Right. Which is crazy. And I remember them being on the phone a lot, though. And as I'm older, they're probably calling everybody in New York, New Jersey. Because right. my dad's side is from New York. My mom's side, they all live in Jersey and Philly. So, like, it's right there. Which I think another thing to note is that this was before we had the internet and yeah. cell phones. And well, you couldn't just... Well, I it say before internet wasn't it, like, like it is now. Those right? things you, weren't readily available. Yes. Right. Yes. You couldn't and, just be like in your car and look up mm -mm. what's happening or you know not everyone even though there were cell phones not everyone had cell phones no you you had to use a house phone on a cord uh sometimes the internet was dial up so you couldn't be on the phone and on the internet at the same time right Uh, and so it was just it's communication was tough and then also trying to call into people in new york was also tough because stuff i was was gonna i was gonna say anytime that there's a big uh event usually the towers go down. I mean, even when there's a lot of people in one place anyways, like go to a football game or something, your right. cell reception is going to be terrible. But imagine like, you know. The- and I I think we missed an opportunity here. I probably should have got my parents on this episode. Yeah. I should have thought. But they're also cruising. So Yeah, um, they're on a cruise right now. We kind of did this a little bit earlier. But anyway, I think we missed an opportunity. I, I would love to, at some point, kind of break down what their thought is. Because I'm looking at it from a standpoint of them protecting me. And now that I'm right. older, I can look in hindsight, right? Um, but so maybe we get them on for a follow-up episode. Maybe. If y'all want it, you, you can. We'll definitely get it. But anyway. Yeah, y'all let us know. How has life changed? Um. Well, I don't really remember much from before. So. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that's I, that's a good point. I good point. think I think that... Uh, Obviously, we have a lot of different security. Um, oh yeah, like gov- governmental security, like TSA and CIA and mm-hmm. NSA, and um, I I just think that things have changed a lot. Obviously, we went to war after that, and we were in a twenty year war that just recently ended. You know, eleven days ago. So, right. or if you want to say it ended, if you want to say it ended, yeah, we don't know what's going on, but. Um. And yeah, I mean, that's, that has been a part of the change, right? The war on terror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cybersecurity and all security. So uh, you mentioned TSA earlier. So TSA wasn't a thing like that before 9-11. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of times where you just, it was the best thing ever. You literally pull up at the airport, you walk right in, you walk straight to the gate, you have your little sign for your family member and you walk off the, when you get off the plane, like your family member right there. Right. No checks, I no can't nothing. imagine that. Um, you know, it just wasn't, I mean... You know, in hindsight, you kind of think like, why wasn't this a thing already? You know, right? You talk about people you used to pull up to the tarmac back in the in the in the day when like plane when you first was doing the thing, you pull up to tarmac, people would smoke on planes. Like, you that's know, so wild. We're not always the smartest. <laughs> yeah, we send people to the moon, but sometimes we can't figure out the slight stuff. Uh, but after that, it was I do remember. Here's another thing. This is wild. So. You know why you can't bring like bags and stuff in the back into into sporting events and like into the movies now, right? It's nine eleven. Pre nine eleven, we would bring whole backpacks to the movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, obviously, we would also have like snacks and stuff in there, mm-hmm. uh, but we would have whole bags, all of that stuff. Then they were like no bags, and then we graduated to the clear bags. So if right. you go to a uh, stadium now and they have some sort of clear bag policy, that is a direct reflect of nine eleven. Right, and Before other then, do whatever domestic you want to. terrorist events. <laughs> but um, it, go ahead. 
Um, I was just going to say that there's just been a lot of things that have changed that I know are a direct reflection of that, but I didn't, I don't necessarily remember what it was like before. Like, for example, TSA and especially airports, obviously. Um, but there's other things too, like you were saying the, the, the bag policies and right. just, I, I think about a podcast that I listened to one time and I can't, I think it may have been a Ted talk actually. And it was from this lady who was living in the United States and she actually was born here, but her parents were from the Middle East. And so she was talking about how it was to be a Muslim American in oh my gosh. the United States after 9-11 and how like she was scared for her life, even As though she, she was an American citizen and because, she lived in New York. And so, yeah. and I, if you I looked, think about that directly after 9-11 and think about it now, it still happens 20 yeah. years later. Direct reflect because also because of the war. Right. And so, right. There was a time literally right after 9-11 I was very aware of my, my blackness because my parents, literally, you cannot get away from it. Right. So I was very aware of my blackness from a young age. But that was the, the one time I did not feel like anybody cared that I was black, right? I tell people right. this all the time. There were so many people who died, who got beat up and killed because they looked, quote unquote, Muslim. Some of right. them weren't even Muslim. Right? Right. They're not even Muslim at all. But... um yeah, man, it was just, it was so wild. We, you would almost get reports every single night. The attacks on, um, uh, on Muslim Americans w- was skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, because of course, um, this is the, this is the age of somewhat true information, but it was like slow. And I think this is when it started to turn to that, like, who should, who should, who should be first instead of like, right. who should be true. Mm-hmm. And so the information started to become a little bit inaccurate fake and people news. started to, yes, or misinformation, not even necessarily right. fake news, but people are giving out bad information or it's being interpreted in a way that, that is out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and it's, it was just so, it was such a wild time, like directly after that. Um, and then when TSA was like the first thing and people were afraid to fly, like flying. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at it, Flights during the recession, flights during right after 9-11 and flights during coronavirus, they, the dip almost looks the same. Yeah. People are not flying. They're like, we're not getting on all planes. And to this day, people still have fear about getting on a plane because of what happened in 9-11. And that's yeah. not to say that planes haven't been hijacked before, but it's just like they just haven't happened on American soil. So it's like Americans right. are now afraid to fly. So many things that can happen up there. But air marshals being on planes, uh, mm-hmm. a different... Um, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, like it, it's a lot of stuff that that happened is going on. So that has changed. So let me think some more on maybe what has changed from a historical context. The economy definitely changed right afterwards. Mm, yeah, because uh, the, sure. the stock market and everything took a took a major blow. Um, well, and the one thing that I think about most after we're talking post nine eleven is. The way that I hear everyone talk about how our country came together and how, you know, people were proud to be Oh, the patriotism American. skyrocketed. And I mean, you even hear from like if you watch the Chris Kyle movie, that's why he 
signed up to be in the military was because of 9-11. I mean, I'm sure that's why a lot of people sign up to be in the military after that. And just like the level of patriotism, not only from servicemen and women, but from just your regular civilians, you know, people... I think that we saw things in a different light and we didn't take things for granted. And I think that that was a positive thing that came from 9-11 was how our country unified. Um, there's, yeah, there's so many like... I know, don't think that we've seen that since. So many of those like patriotism songs or patriotic songs. I think right. that we have seen that since, but on a very um, segregated basis. Right. When you talk about people coming together for a cause, for instance, the amount of people who came together for uh, George Floyd last year was incredible. It's just that there was such another side of it that was so wild. Right. Right. Well, that's what I mean, is that everything now is so divisive. And And even though things have like a greater cause and it brings people together like that. You also saw the great divide. It was either you're, you're here or you're there, you know? Right. And unfortunately, and I hate to say this, it almost makes me, it makes me feel so, and I hope y'all don't take this or in a wrong way. I'm not asking for this to happen. I do not want this to happen, but it almost, that's what almost has to happen for us. We are, as Americans are way too caught up in ourselves. Right. And not our 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 brother, sister, uh, or anybody next to us, not our neighbor. We are not loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. We're right. so caught up in ourselves that something has to equally happen to all of us for us to say, oh, we got to come together. Well, I think we saw that with COVID and a, a it little separated bit. us, yeah. you know? Well, I'm not, but we have to have a common enemy, right? So here's what I'm trying to say. COVID is an enemy that we that we fought commonly for a little bit. And then it turned into the people who were trying to help us, i.e. the pharma, the big pharma and, and uh, the government, the government. And issuing <laughs> and everything else. It became, those became the enemy. So it, it was a different enemy for us. Right. Right. I'm saying it was something needs to perfect example. There's a movie out there to call it arrival. It's about aliens. And I'll, I'll show you the parallel here, here. These aliens came to earth and mm-hmm. they landed all over earth. So they didn't just learn land in America. Unfortunately, Americans always think that everything's about America. Yeah. So these aliens landed in America and I mean, landed on Earth everywhere and nobody could talk to them and figure out what's going on. So they had linguistics, uh, uh, you know, experts around the world trying to figure out how we can communicate with these aliens to figure out why they're here. Uh, And eventually they did. But you know what it took? It it took that event to bring all of the world together. So our biggest... uh, uh, foes and our biggest allies all had to come together. People who America would probably never talk to because we would go to war with them or everything else said, we got to squash our beef because we have a bigger enemy out there. Mm. And that's these aliens that just came here. And they somehow, somehow came together and figured out how to talk to these aliens. And then the aliens left or whatever. And it, 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 there was almost a point of contention where the, I think the... A Chinese government was like, no, nah, we're just going to blow them to, to, to bits or whatever. But anyway, they ended up coming together. My point is, it, once there's ever a, and I'm going to put certified in quotations, a certified target, people come together for that if everybody right. experienced that bond. And uh, that is so unfortunate to say. But I we have to be punched in the mouth for us to come together. Right. Something is going to have to punch America, not just 
uh, black folks, not white folks, not uh, leftists, not um, um, conservatives. Someone's going to have to punch all Americans in the face for us to be like, what are we talking about? The amount of mm-hmm. privilege that we show to argue about the things that we argue about is so ridiculous. That's Some of true. the most minute things we argue about literally shows our privilege as being just Americans. No, that's very that, true. Uh, the, the thing about the phrase, at least I know I'm free. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud to be mm-hmm. American. At least I know I'm free. Um, anyway, this again... None of this is to say that, like, America is any better or different than anybody else. And I'm not, like, crapping on America. Uh, what I'm saying is that after 9-11, there was a very much so sense of we have to be together because all of this happened to all of us. And somebody right. attacked us as Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just wild. And I mean, I mean, obviously, probably a different perspective for our Muslim Americans uh, and those who look like Muslim Americans. But... Yeah, it was it was a time where people were connected and I didn't feel as if I was a threat to people at that time. And then that slowly faded away when we yeah. went to war, it went right back to all right. Economy's going back up, jobs are coming back. The war is somewhere else and not here. Now I can hate you again. Right, exactly. Um, so unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. So I would I would like to hear from like I kind of want to text my parents and be like, what do you remember about that day? Mm-hmm. Um I, w- I wish we would have gotten someone on here to talk about it, but Yeah. That's okay. It's Maybe a you should reach out to y'all should reach out to y'all peoples and ask that too. Um mm-hmm. before we get out of here, I want to know is there any films that you like that really touched your spirit uh about 9/11 that you want to either recommend or uh you know? Um not necessarily that I can think of off the top of my head, but there is a new, I believe it's on Hulu, a new Hulu documentary, a uh, mini series, yeah. yeah, that I want to watch. So I'm going to give that a try. And then you should watch The Woman Who Wasn't There. Um, and there's just, there's tons, you know, there are many, many, many books, movies, um, docu-series about this event so definitely and i i like the ones where you hear it and i think that that's what i've heard about this one on hulu where you hear from either the people who are there or you know survivors um of the people who unfortunately lost their lives that day and in the woman who wasn't there you actually hear from the parents of a firefighter who passed away and um I was shocked because I don't, when I think about the first responders that day, and it was probably because I was so young, I thought all of the firefighters were very, like, not very old, but, you know, I thought that they were older, like 40s, 50s, you know, but when I watched that, and (laughs) Corey made a comment because I was like, oh, oh. Um, She kept saying, oh, oh my God, oh, he's so young. I know, I just, I... When I watch things like that, I'm in disbelief. I just talk out loud. But um, I was shocked to hear from... Because I was like, oh, was that her husband? And then she said, my son. And I was like, whoa. He was young. He, he was. was young. So many young people. people. Yeah. Uh, for so. me, I'll give y'all all one recommendation. This is the only film... And I've watched so many uh, things about 9-11. Um, I've read all of the theories, including the conspiracies. I've read the 9-11 commission report. 
I've seen all the documentaries. I've seen a lot of the movies, if not all of the movies that pretty much came out about it. Um, even the ones that are like the popular movies, like American Sniper or Zero Dark Thirty, but or you nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I mean, in a way, in a roundabout way, they're about yeah nine eleven, right? Um, yeah. So there's a documentary called One Hundred and Two Minutes to Change America. It is the most sobering, a uh, harrowing thing I've I've probably ever seen ever and i've watched like you know the little websites where you can like see people get shot and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh yeah demented times when i was a teenager but this is a documentary listen to how amazing this is and how real this is it's 102 minutes exactly of nothing but raw footage from that day put together in a in an amazing timeline but it's nothing but raw footage it's not no people talking over it there's nobody narrating it there's no way to like try to sway your feeling you know they don't put like this music underneath it it is straight up 102 minutes of raw footage of people who grabbed out their their uh camcorders that day um and shot film yeah and it's literally i i cry so much and that i was like it's very what is that called it's called 102 minutes. and two minutes that changed America. Okay. I need to watch and that. It is very tough because you're going to see some very damning images. You'll see mm-hmm. the plane flying in. You'll see people jumping from the like 92nd floor. Uh, like you, the falling man, right? Like people understand mm-hmm. and remember the falling man. Like you, all of that is incorporated into this documentary. And it, it's the one documentary that I feel like makes stuff so real. Mm-hmm. Because it is so real. There's, it's literally like if you just pulled out your phone and and recorded, and people were recording an event, and you compiled 102 minutes of that that event. Yeah, amazing documentary. It's yeah. I would like to hear more about the. I would like to hear more from um, like the survivors from that day or the families. Um, in the documentary that we watched earlier, one of the ladies said, "I." I miss what life was like on September 10th, yes. 2001. It was I, different. I miss what life was like before all of this. Um, and I think that what, what is really helps me to not take things for granted is that everything that you hear, you know, about September 11th, if you watch a documentary or the news or um, hear from someone that was there is how beautiful of a day it was, you know, how beautiful it was, how blue the skies were. And then everything changed. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, we thank y'all for listening to this episode, very special episode. And um, I would encourage you, if you have any stories about 9-11, you want to share with us, go ahead and just shoot us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, and we'll definitely, we'll read it you know, to each other and also if we're compelled enough, we'll definitely read it on air. Um, but also just spend some time with your loved ones. Uh, think about those whose lives were lost and affected from uh, this event. And then also be, be a true American, be a patriot. Try mm-hmm. to think about ways that you can make others' Help lives your brother better. And sisters. Yeah. And not just yours. So we appreciate y'all listening. Um, and yeah, we're going to sign off like we always do. Yes, always. Press next. Bye. Bye.